We wanted to know if you had anything else left to teach us. Believe in yourselves. Dream. I guess there's just one thing left then. Tell us you love us. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Great Silencing Podcast with Testimona. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little different. We are uh, back to audio only for this episode due to the circumstance of why I'm even recording right now because I wasn't planning on it. So we're keeping it audio only, and we will get into why that is. Um, this is technically episode five of The Great Silencing, although, again, due to circumstance, this episode is likely going to come out before episode four, so I'll just uh, go ahead and change that around, or, or I won't. Fuck it. But anyway, uh, yeah, there's some stuff I want to talk about, and uh, sometimes when things happen in life, you know, we're given a choice of how to respond to it, right? Like we can alchemize incredibly painful things and use them like, like fertilizer for the soil that, that we, that we still live in. You know what I mean? We can use that. Um, or it can, we can let it break us and just be complete messes and not function. Um, I, you know, I've experienced both. I prefer, um, to alchemize things and, you know, keep the flow of life moving. Cause I know what it's like to completely break down and have all of that stop. And I'm not real interested in that. Um, although I realize in some circumstances it's necessary and people have to go through that process, but this is not one of them. And I will talk about why. So today I want to talk about hardened hearts in general because I feel like I, and I have talked to so many people about this, I have noticed this get much worse since the pandemic and I think the the reason why is because we became conditioned to have all of our interactions with the world around us in a very like distanced, fearful, virtual, hands-off type of way. And like, obviously it depends on what your experience was. I think like based on what state you lived in, based on how you were set up financially or just resource wise, um, who you were around, uh, like every little thing. Right. So like some people didn't go through that or they didn't like go through like a living in a fucking place where, you know, they were shut down and locked down for like two years. Um, but for those of us that did, uh, I, I mean, I've noticed cause I've worked in the service industry like my whole fucking life. Right. And, uh, I mean, yeah, shit. I've waited tables for like 16 fucking years. So like I, I see people, different kinds of people all the time. Um, and I have noticed and everybody else has noticed. And I just see this in general in the world. Like when people kind of started to like come, try to come back to a sense of normalcy, you would have thought that it would have made everybody very happy, but, um, <clears throat> it didn't some people, but they were, that's cause they were already happy. Like before, you know what I mean? Like they were already okay. But like, actually I think a lot of people have like a shit ton of PTSD from those couple of years of, you know, for the people who lost everything or 
maybe they bought into the narrative and, and that scared them, or maybe they saw it, saw the narrative for what it was and like that fucking scared them, you know, like, like there were a million things that, that could have happened during those two years. Um, and I went through a lot of them too, uh, like housing loss, like, like, Oh my God, how am I going to pay the rent? Like, how am I going to, you know, do this and that and the third and, you know, not being a vaccinated person and living in vax mandate places and having to move a ton and not being able to find housing and not being able to find jobs and, you know, conflict with loved ones over like the dumbest shit. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've in a, a couple worse things too. I did, I did wind up in jail for a minute. <laughs> so, um, you know, crime went up. I'll, I'll say that. I guess that was part of that. But, uh, <laughs> even though what I did was not a crime, uh, but you know, whatever, that's a different podcast. We're not talking about that today. So, so I bring this up because the hardened, the hardening of hearts, like that's been an issue since, you know, for fucking as long as I know, I don't know. I mean, even if, if somebody subscribes to, and I'm, this is not a religious podcast, but like, I still read certain religious texts. Um, and like, even if you subscribe to you know, the Bible or whatever, and you've read, you know, passages in, the, in like the book of Mark where, you know, like, I guess I wasn't there. Right. So I got to say allegedly, but allegedly where Jesus would, would say to people, he'd get frustrated and be like, your hearts are so hardened or whatever. And I'm like, I read that. And I'm like, damn, he, he had that problem too. <laughs> and, uh, I think it's gotten worse, but I also think there's always a polarity and like in a ways that a rubber band effect. And so I think with some people it's gotten better, right? Like everybody gets their heart broken and when it does, you get the choice of whether to let it break open and surrender to that uncertainty and allow yourself to be transformed by the abyss or you go into running fight or flight mode and start resisting what is because you do have the will to do that. And there are a million different avenues any one of us can take at literally any time to escape or change or numb whatever it is around us that we don't want to feel. Um, And when we do that, the lessons will never stop and they will continue to have greater and greater consequences as the universe tries getting your attention. However, the universe ain't fucking rude. It's not going to rip your eyelids off. So, you know, it's up to us whenever we are ready to, to make that choice of when are we ready to surrender to whatever the circumstances are of an experience we are having that we can't control and don't know the outcome of, but it's something that one knows they have to go through, right? Because to not go through it is to resist reality, and that creates a, you know, a lot of energetic blockages within and around you. Uh, it will bleed into everything. Uh, but unfortunately, people think that's the easier way, you know, because we've been conditioned to play the short, short, short game. So, and it's like, bro, life's a short game. Like, it's like, it's a long game, but like in the grand scheme of things, this incarnation is is short. Like, stop fucking around. You know, I get irritated with people. I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Like, you're slapping all the dead in the face. Like, what are you doing? But, um, you know, I have been that person also, 100%. I've wasted years of my life doing, like, focusing on the wrong shit. You know what I mean? But... That's how I learned one of the ways, you know, that's, that's how I learned how to not do that. 
But, uh, you know, I learned how to be smart by being dumb first. But, uh, but yeah, the hardening of hearts, you know, that's, that's, that's a thing. And people do that, you know, when they have, you know, traumatic narratives and they haven't healed from it or worked through it or made a decision to be like, hey, I want to write a new one, you know, because it takes a lot to get to that point. And so they just keep running. And a lot of the times they don't see it. Um, and sometimes they do. When you're aware of it and you're still fucking doing it, like, ugh, I know what that's like. Uh, that's hopefully when you're at the end of that shit because it's going to become so unbearable you won't be able to do it anymore. But, um, bruh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot. most people still have parts of themselves that they that are, you know, pretty significant in, like, whether or not they can form a true, authentic partnership with a human being and allow, you know, the free exchange of, like, unconditional love to be shared and fostered in this world. I don't mean romantic love. I mean that type of love that is like, if you guys have ever had that experience, like I've had it, I've had this happen a couple times, um, where you just feel it and it's indiscriminate. It's like this insane power like coming out of you. You can feel it like in your chest. It's 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 crazy, but um, you feel it for everyone. It's like that love is there. Like it is there for us to experience even in this realm. Like it doesn't matter how other people are acting. Like that's, that's something that like, man, I don't know where it comes from. If it comes from something outside of us, we're channeling it. Or if it's, if it's something in there and that's just what happens. I remember hearing a guy uh, many years ago when he was talking uh, there were a bunch of us, like, you know, gathered around or whatever, and he was he was talking to the group, and, uh, you know, the topic was of a spiritual nature. And he, he uh, said something that ruffled some feathers in the room. I'll, tell, I'll give you that, which I think is dumb. Um, if you hear a noise in the background, my microphone is sensitive, and I'm doing laundry, so there's <laughs> that's what that fucking noise is. Uh, but he said... He was talking about God, right? And this totally pissed some like some people off that were just that are just mad set in their ways that think that, you know, God is not at all part of us and it can only be reached like from outside um outside surrendering like, you know, paying penance whatever. Like if people want to people can believe whatever they want, I don't give a shit. Um I personally believe that we are a part of and connected to greater, the greater source. Um, but I also realize that, like, fucking, like, 95% of it, I have no idea. Like, I don't understand. That's part of why we're here, right, is to get it, like, understand that a little more, I guess. I don't know. But he said something that really stuck with me. Um, he was talking about, you know, a lot of us are will look for the ability or the grace to let our guard down, let all our, let our ego down. Right. And like, you know, truly show up for others or be of service or love others or even love ourselves truly, you know, and accept ourselves or, you know, surrender to what is, or seek a greater, you know, driving motivator for your actions other than like self-serving motives. And, like, a lot of people will, will pray for that, I mean, and, like, look for it outside themselves or whatever. And something he said was, you know, open up and let God out. He said, open up and let God out. Meaning it was already within you. And it needed to be let out. And I have experienced that. 
where it felt like something was coming from within me and like radiating out. And it's like, it's a very trippy experience, but that has happened. It's actually happened a couple times recently, but uh, that's happened like a gang of times in my life. And this is coming from somebody who has spent like the majority of their life, like pretty heavily addicted to toxic emotions, like anger specifically. So, um, if I, if, I mean, if I can tap into that or find that or feel that experience that whatever, uh, I'm pretty sure anybody can, um, I know what it's like to be dissociative and numb and, um, be a little fucking Houdini escapist as well. I did that for many years too. So, so with that said, here's why I bring it up. Um, So I have said before, you know, I I believe that one of the greatest teachers is death. And at this point, when I hear about it, I think I'm starting to get used to it. Um, Like almost have no reaction, but then I feel my body starting to react and I'm like, oh God, no, like, no, 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 not again. Just because, um, Justin, it hasn't even been a fucking year. It's like the amount of people that, that have died is, is just nuts, but it's not even just the, the volume of people. It's like who it's been. It's like, so last night I found out that, um, somebody who like I have hands down had the best, some of the best memories of my life with and hands down would not still be sober or would not have 13 years of sobriety if it weren't for this person and their friendship. Like, this was, like, my fucking main, like, right-hand motherfucking man, dude. Like, this, I mean, this person, holy shit. Holy shit. Because when I got the call, you can tell when it's a death call. You know what I mean? You can tell. Like, when it's someone from home, like, I really need to talk to you. Like, this is important. Like, at, like, 2 in the morning or something, you know what I mean? You're like, fuck who died. And so like, I kind of had an idea in my head. I was like, fuck dude, please don't say it's so-and-so, you know, cause there's another person from back home that like came pretty close to it recently. I'm, I'm not going to get into that situation, but, uh, that was pretty fucked. Um, and pretty terrifying. So I thought it was that person and I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, no. And then the, this person on the phone, my friend told me who it was. And like, I don't know if I should say his name on this podcast right now, um, or not. Well, yeah, you know what? I will. Yeah. This, so this podcast, I mean, we've lost a lot of, we will, we've lost so many people. Uh, but this, uh, this podcast is coming and it's spawned and inspired by the, the life and the impact that Shane Atrushi had on not only me, but like literally everyone, like there was nobody like Shane, nobody, nobody. It's easy to say that kind of stuff when someone's dead, but no, like, motherfucker, we say that shit, like, (laughs) everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. Like, Shane literally, and it's weird, too, because, like, you know, about, I want to say, how long ago was it? It was about a year ago, I want to say. Maybe, Maybe a little bit longer than a year ago. God, it might have been close to two years. How long ago was that? What we were both gonna um, drive down to California. Shane was moving out of Oregon, 
and I was temporarily up there, but I had to go back to LA. I was, you know, still, I still was renting a place down there and like I had some affairs I had to tend to or whatever. And so, um, we were going to like, and he was moving back down to his hometown in San Diego, you know? So, um, we were going to like make the drive together or whatever. Cause it was like, it was winter. I remember that it was winter and like the pass gets kind of sketchy and like neither one of us drives a car that does well in those conditions. So we were like, ah, fuck it. Like, we'll just go together. I don't remember what happened. I think that like my dates for when I needed to be there changed or whatever. And it didn't happen, but yeah, so we've been living in different States cause now I'm in Tennessee so we've been living in different states for almost two years. Um, so I haven't seen him in person in a, in a God fucking amen. It's I hate this when someone dies and you're just like, yeah, but um, I haven't seen him in a minute. But I had been thinking about him really vividly in the last couple of days. And it's because it was like relevant to like maybe a conversation I was having or something someone brought up or you know, dot and dot, it would make me think of like Shane and his experience and his example. And I just like, remember thinking about him a lot. I don't like, I don't, I, I don't think we've like caught up or talked or whatever, like for a couple months. Um, so it's been a minute, but you know, for a long time, that was like my fucking someone I saw every single day, someone that was my best friend, like that I trusted above everybody, someone that saw me at my worst, someone that was there for me at my worst, like when I went through, you know, not just, not just stuff uh, like around staying sober, um, back then, but like stuff around like PTSD and like mental health stuff. And like, this person was there for me when I was hospitalized multiple times. This person also has taken me to the hospital, Um, they were there for me, like when I first started to get help for those kinds of problems. Um, in fact, they were the one that kind of got me to get help for, or, or to seek help, shall I say, for, um, for how bad it was getting. And this person just literally not dealt with me, like in one of my darkest hours where I probably would have been way too much for like the average person to handle, because of what I was going through, but I wasn't for him. And, uh, and we just kicked it. We just did some every fucking day, like went to meetings, went to events, went to concerts, like just went and did random shit, like went swimming, like just all the things, all of the things always. Um, but it was, that was always a person, you know, that, you know, we were very much, um, cut from the same cloth, but this person was able to keep a level of optimism about them you know, especially for the, you know, the war they had come from and, you know, the bottom they had come from. If you want to talk to someone who's really been at the fucking bottom and come from the mud, that's, that's Shane. And the way that he climbed out of that and, you know, went, continued to battle so much for so long. And, uh, and, and, you know, was successful in that. Like, I understand everybody's thought when you, you know, you're obviously inferring, okay, these are two people that like share the similar past. They, I just told you we went to meetings. So it's like, okay, the person was in recovery. No, this was not an overdose death. No, this person did not die because they relapsed. Um, we do not have the details uh, yet we're waiting on that, but, um, cause it's unknown, but what we do know, and I'm not going to get into why, but what we do know is that that was not the cause of death. Um, it was something else. And 
Uh, we're going to find out what the fuck that was, but it was no foul play, no decision of, you know, like that they, it was, it was nothing like that. It wasn't like, oh, the person relent. No, there was none of that. None of that. Um, so let that be known because I have no idea what the fuck happened, but we know enough to know that it, it was not drug related. It was not violence related. It was not like, you know, anything that this person like did or saw coming. It, I think it was like, you know, like a medical situation. Something went fucking really wrong, like way out of left field. And we're waiting to find out what that was. Um, but I keep, I'm not going to say any more about that. But, uh, but yeah, he was a success. You know what I mean? Like, like he fucking did it. He, he, he really overcame like so much shit and was dedicating his life to working for others, uh, primarily people that like come from the life that he comes, that he came from and people that are like on the streets and like, you know, like just trapped with barriers that the average person doesn't even know exist. Um, and that was, you know, something that he did every fucking day, every day, always. Um, and also just some of the funniest, the most amazing, like the best fucking memories and, and like hardest laughs and just the most ridiculous shit that we would get into. Like, my God, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy. I was looking at pictures and stuff and I'm just like, wow, wow. Look at all those, those fucking memories. And one of my other best friends, Caitlin, who died, uh, was also very, very close with Shane. The three of us used to hang out a lot. And we had some good memories together. And uh, I remember when Caitlin died and, you know, how, like, pivotal it was to have, you know, to have someone like Shane to walk through that death with. You know, I remember when Justin died, and that was, that was during the summer where we had, like, six people die in our community, and that was, that was nuts, and that was really, really hard for both Shane and, and for my boyfriend because they were really close with Justin. Justin was a friend of mine for sure, but we weren't, like, you know, super, super close. So it was, like, you know, my job was to, to show up to, to fucking support people because that, that was really hard. So we walked through, like, a, like a number of... Um, of our kinfolk passing, which is, is, which is just kind of what makes this kind of fucked, right? Like, cause knowing that Shane died, knowing that it wasn't like of a, you know, um, tra like heartbreaking nature of, of how they went out, if that makes sense. Like it wasn't murder. It wasn't an overdose. It wasn't suicide. It's like, okay, good. Like, like at least it wasn't fucking that. I know that sounds weird maybe to some people, but to other people you get it. Like, it's like when you're used to everyone, you know, going out with like, is with some Avenue like that, like, it's like, okay, well at least, I mean, gee, like at least it was probably quick and like it, the person wasn't in pain or like, you know, didn't see it coming. Like at least it wasn't fucking that. Um, so, so at least it wasn't that, but I felt this strange, like, it was like shock and I haven't fully processed it yet. And I'm sure I'll cry a lot, but I haven't yet. I did some, um, it was shock. And then I could feel my body starting to react. And I was like, Oh shit. Oh shit. And then it's like, but there was also a weird calmness of like, okay, like he ran his race. Like he did really well. Like that spirit is one of the greatest human spirits I've ever known. It is incredibly pure and loving and, 
so genuine and would give somebody the shirt off his back like 100% like is it tragic that that person's not here of course but like it did that soul do what it came here to do can I confidently say that like did that did that soul like really fucking win like truly did that soul transform and alchemize and take everything they had ever endured and turn it into a gift for everyone around them. Did they do that? 100%. Yes. So when you're, when you go, cause we're all going to go, right? Um, that is best case scenario type of legacy that you want to leave. I don't care if you're some world famous, like whatever the hell, or if you're somebody who's, you know, opera, like an unsung hero to a large degree and operating on a local level. I don't care. You are that, that is, that is the ultimate that right there is a, is a life well lived and a life well done. And I mean, that is something to be truly proud of and to, to truly honor and be like, hell yeah, I am so glad that that was how that person's story wound up being written and ended is, is that way with them doing exactly what, you know, the creative life life source would have us do 100% overcoming all odds. 100% like that is a hundred percent success rate, right? I mean, it is so that's, so that's amazing. Um, and then, it, then, then that brings me to the rest of the experience, which I think is, is worth talking about. Um, so, so I did feel a bit of peace because it's like, you know, I know that life is suffering. I know things are a little crazy on the planet. They're probably going to get crazier. So when people, are, when people die right now, um, there's a part of me that feels relieved for them to be, to be perfectly honest. I'm not, dude, I, I, I'm not like, like chill out. I'm going to say first off, like, I'm not saying, Oh my God, life's horrible. Life's this. No, 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 not at all. There, there's, there are so many beautiful, amazing, wonderful, magical, incredible, like amazing things about life. 100%. My God. And there will never not be there always will be, but is this a challenging place to be? And do we all not have lots of lessons that can be very fucking painful and difficult? Do we not all go through extreme trials and tribulations to where we will spaz the fuck out because we can't see an end in sight and we, and our, we got to bring us being like, yo, you're about to fucking die, homie. Like, what are you going to do about this? You know, and you got to figure that shit out. Like, do we all go through that? Yeah. Do we all get our hearts broken? Yeah. Do we all like you know, are like, is everybody kind of struggling with various things that are happening on the planet right now? Absolutely. So when someone dies right now, like there is part of me, that's just like, man, it's like, it's like, I say, I I say like, Oh, like I feel relieved for them. I'm just like, okay. Oh God, you know, that's fucking devastating. But like at the same time, like good for them, like they're done. They're done with this shit. Like, whatever they're moving on toward, it's a new level. I mean, I, I have no, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I fucking know. I don't, but whatever they're moving on toward, I'm like, good. It means that they're, they get to go to the next, they get to go to the next stage. They get to go to the next chapter now or whatever. Cause I know that this one's really rough. And I believe that, you know, if you die, um, more often than not, it, I mean, it does depend on the circumstance of the death. 
But when you die, especially in a situation like this, it's like, okay, well, your work here was obviously done. Like whatever car, cause we all walk around, I believe with like certain karmic lessons or karmic debt that we're here to play out and learn from and grow from for our, you know, like eternal self's evolution. Um, and we're here to have certain experiences. Uh, but I mean, I think if you, if you've, if, if you've done what, what you came here to do, like you leave you, I mean, it's like the earth is kind of a school to me, um, it's kind of like a training ground. Like this is like a whole fucking, I don't even know. But, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of how I see it is like, all right, their work was done. Like now they're needed somewhere else. And like, that obviously was a very evolved soul. And that was a soul that was able to, you know, remain open in the face of a lot of like hardship and save a lot of people's lives and show up for like literally fucking everyone. Like the- <laughs> Okay, you know, that person did their job, and the ones of us that are left here or whatever, I understand the other side of that being like, well, we need people like that. Yeah, we do. So, like, looks like you're up next. Looks like I'm up next. You know what I mean? We do need those people here on Earth. But, it, you know, I mean, like, if you pay attention to some of the trends of some of the people who have been dying, you're just like, oh, wow. Like, really? We're losing them right now? But... It's like, well, yeah, maybe they're needed somewhere else. Maybe as hard as it is here, maybe there's something more significant going on where we can't see. Um, maybe they're needed somewhere else, or maybe that they, they did their job, and now their legacy and their example is our responsibility not only to further and to carry as a badge of honor, as is our grief. Grief is a badge of honor 100%. Those tears you cry when someone's gone, that is such a gift. Because it means that that's how hard you loved someone else. And that's how much they loved you back. And now that's the evidence of it. Because there's a, there's a perceived separation, right? And there is a transition, right? That person's spirit is, you know, is, is transitioning. And, I, I, and we don't know where. So, so we can't see it. You know, some people, they have further insights into that topic. I won't dive too deep into that right now at all, actually. But... Um, but yeah, they have transitioned in it into a different way, into a different form. Uh, and we don't understand it. We don't know. We, we just know that the person that we knew and the body that they, they were occupying is, is no longer a material thing. Um, not in the same sense. And so we can't see them. Uh, you, know, you know, they're not here. We can't call them on the phone. You know, you, 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 everybody knows what it's like. So it's like, obviously, like, obviously it's going to fuck you up. You know what I mean? Obviously. But that is also a badge of honor. So like, you know, I've been through, I've, I've had a lot of people really close to me, like some of the most significant people in my life die in the last, not even a year, not even a year. Um, And uh, that's kind of what really I could feel starting to set me off is it's just like, yo, like I am really like almost about to snap when I look at all the pictures of my community and the people I came up with in recovery or even came up with in life in general and the people that I love the most, like I'm really getting starting to get sick of looking at these pictures and being like every single person's gone. Like, every single person, fucking gone. Like, whether they're dead, like, completely in the literal sense of the word, or they're just, like, way fucking MIA and, like, 
you know, there might be a few that are doing well, but like some, some, some are really not. So it's like, they're, you know, they're, they're gone in a different sense. It's like, but what, what we all had, you know, that, that is fucking gone. I mean, what, I mean, even I'm gone technically, right. Because I don't live there anymore, but like, it's, you know, it, it is hard when you're just like, holy shit. Like, like, you know, the, the altar that I have or whatever altar space. I'm like, do I need to turn it into like a whole fucking room to get everybody's fucking picture in here? Like what the fuck? And you, you start looking at pictures and you're like, oh my God, now they're all dead. Like what the fuck? And you start thinking about who you came up with and who you have all your memories with. And you're like, why is everybody fucking dying? Like why? And so that can fuck you up. Um, just in the last year, like my former fiance, Dylan Smith, he died. I never thought I would be on earth without him. Um, ever. I spent like more like, like uh, holy shit. I mean, I spent like almost the, almost the majority of my life with him. Not quite the majority at this point now, but almost the majority of it, about a third of my life was spent with him. Um, so that one like floored me on a level that, that I've never experienced, honestly. Um, that was a shocker because I was like, holy shit, I did not, because I've been through a lot of death. Um, and I've lost a lot of people that were like, you know, the closest people to me. So I, I was like, oh, I can handle it. No, <laughs> that, that was, that was something that, um, I had never felt before. And that experience, I mean, holy shit. I, I don't even, I'm not even going to get started on it tonight, but, or this morning, whatever. I don't even know what <laughs> fucking day it is. Um, yeah, Dylan died, and the two people that got me through that was Autumn, who I, like, grew up with, basically, and then Alexa, who's, like, one of my best friends, and then, like, a couple weeks later, Alexa dies, and then, like, a couple weeks later, Autumn dies, and I'm just like, are you fucking serious? And then a couple weeks later, <laughs> Steven dies, and that happened when I was like driving out to Tennessee because I, I, I mean, I was just, it was real hard to continue staying in my hometown. Like there's, it just really was for so many reasons. Um, and again, this is, this is not even a year and this is not everyone. This isn't even close, but it, it, these are very, these are, these people are incredible. Like I could do a podcast episode and make a song about each fucking one of them. Um, I mean, these people are all incredible and, uh, that was just a lot. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, and I haven't really even like unpacked that. Like I've, I've done some music around it. Right. Cause I'm working on three albums and one of the albums is a dedication album to Dylan and like him and Mai's life story together, how we came up, like how things, you know, it's, 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 it's a very odd love story, but you know, for the fucking fentanyl generation, it's not an uncommon one. So um, you know, but, but there's some life lessons, uh, about love and about, um, fool's gold and illusions and truth that can be extracted from that and shared. And I think it's important to do that. So I'm doing that and I've got other music about, you know, for some people like for Caitlin, my God, you know, me and her shared so much musically and I've tried writing a song about her ever since she died and I have just not been able to fucking do it. Like, I don't know what it is, but when I was working on the album for Dylan, like I hit this like really intense 
like wall of grief and it was like okay like whoa like back off a little bit because sometimes like you're not ready to like go really far into something um because it's a it's a total self-undoing it really is like you you have to allow yourself to completely fucking fall apart to like access that kind of stuff uh in a creative process and uh, it's like sometimes you're not in a position to do that um and so I I kind of had to back off um and death gut was getting brought up a lot um in the last like week or two actually it was and I felt it close uh one of my other friends almost died and so I I felt it close anyway and uh there has been other forms of loss that I have been dealing with you know and that's pushed me closer toward you know my faith and like really just learning like how to not fight situations and how to like surrender to things that are very unknown and very terrifying and like trigger every issue in the book for you and like just keep moving forward and like you know regardless and like figure out what it is that you are supposed to learn from the experience uh and sometimes that looks like just being patient and sitting in it for a little longer until that answer manifests because uh if you're like me who likes to have the illusion of control over you know over things that they really don't have con- nobody has control over you know if you're like me and like when shit goes sideways you want some fucking answers and you want a solution immediately and you will go to the ends of the earth to like you know put out whatever fire is raging at the moment um, cause I'm a, like, I don't, I, I really don't like sitting in painful stuff. Like, it's like, no, 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 no. Like, no, we're not, no. Like, what's the solution? We're fixing it now. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. But in some situations, that's not an option. You don't get to do that. And it, when you try, uh, you actually fucking make it worse and you delay whatever is supposed to be the fruit at the end of that transformation death rebirth process that you're that you're staring down the barrel of and going through regardless but whether you choose to actually fucking transform or just get you know dragged for a while and then wait till you got to learn the lesson again that's up to you so I did you know cause a little bit more problems for myself than I think were needed uh just in my mission to try to get answers and figure it out and basically avoid how painful it was um and i actually wound up making it worse so now i'm just like fuck it you know what i mean like all right i'm i'm here for the experience i surrendered to it and i i'll, I'll take it a day at a time and do the next right thing you know da 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 one foot in front of the fucking other but um death had been on my mind and Shane had been on my mind. And then I get this fucking phone call last night, which I, you know, I don't mean to say that weird, but I'm like, cause I'm grateful that the person called me, you know what I mean? But I'm just like, fuck dude, really, really a- another one? Like what the fuck is going on? What the fuck's going on? Like, is this hometown of mine fucking cursed or some shit? Like what the fuck's going on here? But let's move, let's, let's, let's transition into the other side of this topic. Cause you already, you've heard me say what the fuck enough, I think. So the other part of this topic and the other thing that I think is very important to do when anybody dies, but it, this, this is why I this is why I appreciate death as what death is for, for, from, from my vantage point as, as somebody who isn't like dead in that sense yet. Um, 
or who knows, maybe we are all dead and we all have it backwards. And like the people who die are like the ones that get to wake up from the simulation. They're like, oh shit, that was fucking weird. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, when someone goes or whatever, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting because like you have that experience and then you have the experience of how everybody who's still here responds to it. Oof. That can almost, that can like make or break a situation in the direction it takes, honestly, is how people re- respond to it. But I was talking to, some, you know, a few people last night from home and, uh, you know, that topic of like people's hearts being hardened and like, then this doesn't have anything to do with the death, by the way. Like, like, like I said, I, I don't know how, like the exact cause of death, but I, I know that it was not. It was not anything like a, like a, like something that they did. It was not like a relapse or anything like that. It wasn't like, no, it wasn't that. Um, but we were, you know, death will remind you, you know, when your loved ones go, especially suddenly, you know, suddenly they're gone. I don't know. Um, you don't, you don't get a fucking warning. You know, it's rare when you do. It's very rare when you when you're in you get to anticipate someone's death. Uh that's that has never been something that I have experienced. People are just all just all of a sudden, boom, that person's gone, boom, person's gone, boom, person's gone, another one, another one, another one. So when that happens, that'll sober you up. Sober you from your own fucking ego and the you know, the narrative that that, that we constantly are fucking you know, our own mental matrix, our own fucking Operation Mockingbird on our fucking asses, our own fucking psyops in our mind, those things will stop pretty fucking quick, usually, when, when, when we're staring death in the face. I'll tell you that. And that's why death's such a good teacher, because it stops the noise. And it shows you what exists outside of useless noise. The only thing, and this has been my experience, maybe you had others, this has been my experience, the only thing that exists and that even matters for any shred of a fuck is love, is the people we are on this ride we call life with, the relationships we have, how we've conducted ourselves in this incarnation and in it, with specific relevance to how we've conducted ourselves in relation to others. Have we shown up for them? Uh, Do we have things left unsaid that now we no longer have the opportunity to if that person dies? Do you have those relationships out there right now where the person is still alive, but you guys have some conflict, some knots of conflict between the two of you, some unspoken grief, uh, resentment, uh, Maybe a situation that needs a resolution. There's been, there's been miscommunications, confusion, and the reason why the two people aren't talking is because their fucking stories are triggered, their traumas triggered, their egos are triggered, their pride is triggered. They're afraid of getting hurt. They already got hurt, so they're they're shut down. But what's but and and think of how widespread that dynamic is. It's either that. Or a person is so shut down that they don't even have those dynamics because they don't even allow people to get in, get that close to them to begin with to even have a dynamic where they could get hurt in. That's, that's how they live. They keep everybody at arm's fucking length. Um, and whatever human interactions they have are pretty fucking shallow. 
You know, they don't let themselves be seen and they, they don't see others in turn. Uh, they think they do usually, which is why they've, they've you know, they're hiding, <laughs> but, but they don't. Um, you know, they see what they want to see. They see through a, a lens of jadedness and, you know, woundedness. And I understand that. I've lived most of my life like that. Um, and sometimes I can still slip back into that shit. It's, and it's really fucking destructive. Um, but that is very common. It's more common than not. I'm not saying everyone's like that. I'm not talking about everyone. Um, but I'm saying a lot, like enough for me to fucking talk about it on a podcast enough for it to be one of the first things that crosses my mind. Obviously I still even relate to it on some level. You know what I mean? Cause I've had those situations happen where people that I love very, very much, uh, but we became estranged for like reasons that aren't even fucking reasons. But in hindsight, you know, it's like, my God, do I regret that? You know, I've had that happen. And then all of a sudden they're dead and you're like, oh shit, we hadn't talked in like months, but that was like my fucking, like, you know, I love that person so much. Like they didn't get to, they, I didn't, I didn't get to tell them that one last time. Like, or like, I, you know, I wasn't sad. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't like our last interaction. It was like too rushed. I wasn't mindful with the person. I wasn't really there with that person. Like I was assuming I would see them again, you know, and those little things will, will creep back into your head. Or sometimes it could even be worse. Sometimes you guys could have ended on fucking bad terms and it's like, holy shit, we never got to clear that up, you know, cause ultimately what's underneath, you know, people having like conflict or whatever, or being estranged or, you know, having distance, it is often the case that it's like the people care about each other and want to be around each other very much, but for whatever reason in their own personal programming, whether it's a direct conscious avoidance of really letting people in on an authentic level into your life, or it's somebody who's just so consumed in their narrative, their story, their problems, their ego, their self-serving motives, their whatever. It's being self-centered, basically, which I don't think anyone's going to fucking argue with me that like self-centeredness isn't in a tremendous, you know, societal, cultural problem. Because uh, it's encouraged in a lot of fucking ways. Um, you know, that's, that's problematic. And it's like, and I've been that person. And then someone dies and you're like, oh my God, dude. Like the last time I interacted with them, I was so caught up in my own bullshit and in my own head that I wasn't even fucking present with that person. Like, bro, you do not want to fucking have to deal with that after someone dies. And then you don't, you know, it's like you're, you, what, what's, what it's going to look like best case scenario um, is you'll have to make amends at, you know, at a grave site, which I've had to do before. Um, and those are tremendously powerful experiences. So like for people who think that, you know, you die and that's it, you just are absolute nothingness forever. Like I, I don't share that belief at all, uh, because of the experiences that I've had. Um, so my beliefs are shaped on, you know, my experience. Uh, but obviously we don't all have the same one. I don't really give a shit. Like what other people think? Um, that's, that's what I, that's what I believe to be true. So um, but it's like still, yo, like it, it, it teaches you shit. It teaches you death can teach you how to live. 
that's that's what it that's that's a big thing of what it does is it's a wake up call of like hey i'm going to turn off all the noise and all the bullshit that you think is life and you think is important and i'm going to fucking come in there and i'm going to i'm going to take someone away you know permanently and like that is going to sober your ass out of the drunkenness of your own ego you are going to see through all the noise all this all the 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 whole charade the whole circus that you're running around chasing whatever, chasing money, chasing dudes, chasing females, chasing highs, chasing an escape, chasing vanity, chasing approval, whatever, all that drops. It's gone. And you see right through it. You do. You see right through that shit. And that's when you realize the only thing that ever mattered was love and the relationships you had and have with the people that you have shared this life journey with. And the legacies that ultimately we leave behind, what do you want to leave behind? Because you will leave something behind even if you don't try. You can leave behind a wave of chaos and conflict and unearthed dirty laundry and just absolute, you know, tragic grief, like just all bad shit. Like you, you totally can. And and you totally can do that. Um, you could leave a legacy. That's, you know, one that's very tan, like tangible in the material. Maybe you're leaving behind assets, businesses, uh, you know, teachings, ways of life, da, da, da. Or maybe you're leaving back, you know, the legacy of, of the work you did, while you were here and who you were and the memories that everyone is left with and the way that their lives are different because you were in it. And now they have all that front and center, like, you know, replaying in their mind as they, you know, process the, the situation of you being gone and they have all those memories. And, and this is why I tell people to take lots of pictures. I do not, if you are alive with a smartphone in 2022, and like, I know your ass is on, the, on your phone all the time, but the people that are like, oh, I'm so bad at taking pictures. I'm like, really? Because you're not bad at checking your social media like every fucking 10 minutes. So like, you know, stop being a weirdo. Like, like capture some fucking life moments because that I, like, I cannot tell you how important that is especially when somebody dies bro that's all you're gonna have left like you gotta have like i'm so grateful for the people that the ones that have passed where i have like more pictures than i know what to do with and every time i look at one of those pictures like details of an era of my life or a chapter or even just that night, like, or, or the week we were having or whatever, they all come flooding back. And I remember what we were doing, what was going on, like, like what stage of our lives we were in, like what we were coming out of and what we were transforming into what we were doing. Like, it's just everything. Like it's, it's all there because sometimes your memory can like kind of fuck that up, you know, but then you see a picture and you're like, oh, holy shit. I, whoa, I remember that whole, exp- whoa, that whole experience was massive. And it's like, you got something, you know, you got something to remember them by. Um, so that stuff's really important. So please don't be that person in 2022 where you're like, oh, I'm so bad at using technology. No, you just are fucking focused on the wrong shit. Like pay attention to what's around you. Um, <laughs> 
there's my like me telling you what to do like whatever do what you want i don't whatever but i'm just saying life is better when you fucking take time to like cherish the moments and also take time to capture them and then like you know you can honor those moments like if you choose to print those out like that that's a really cool fucking thing that we're able to do capture moments in time in a physical tangible product are you kidding me like the fuck so, so yeah, it's a beautiful thing to do. You never know when people are going to go. And also, it's something that you, when you go, that's what people are going to have left of you. People think, like, oh, leaving behind money is the most important thing. Your loved ones are going to beg to differ, most likely. I mean, unless they're assholes. But, like, they're going to beg to differ. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, I would rather have, like, a bunch of pictures and zero dollars than, like, one, than, like, billions of dollars and no pictures. Like, fuck that. No, um, no, that's just me, I guess, but because what, you know, whatever, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah, the legacy that, that Shane left it it, like that, this is what death does. It makes you think about all this. It makes you think about your current existing relationships and how you're showing up for those right now. And it makes you think, okay, if they were to die, you know, would I be okay with the way things are right now? If they were to die tomorrow, would I, like, would I be tormented by the fact that there was stuff I could have said to that person that I never said, and now I'm never going to get to? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, have I, like, repressed, you know, any truths or emotions or ways I feel about them or or do they really know how much they mean to me? Do they really know how much I care about them? Do they really know, like, how much, how significant it is just to know who they are? Like, have I told them that? Because you're really going to fucking lose your shit if you haven't. And then, then all of a sudden that opportunity doesn't exist. We take that shit for granted. That I swear to God, the thing that we take the most for granted is the present fucking moment and who and what is right in front of us. Um, that's what, because we're just so fucking carrot on a string type of motherfuckers. Like it's, it's just, it's just nuts. I see people right now. I'm like, I mean, I can't fucking, you know, change anyone or, or, you know, alter their journey. Trust me. I've tried. It doesn't work. You end up just hurting yourself and the other person. Um, so it's not a good move. But it gets very frustrating when you see the individuals that, you know, fuck, that, that are living that way, that are neglecting literally every single soul that they come across and have come across because they're so terrified of being seen or having any form of a, like, authentic connection with somebody because they have unhealed wounds that they just become so self-obsessed and so obsessed with things like, you know, the pursuit of financial gains that they just do not even acknowledge that other people really exist unless it's, you know, something that directly serves their larger goal in that moment of acquiring shit for themselves. So they feel safe, which is kind of, you know, ironic because I can't think of a more empty victory than like, setting some goal of like, I'm going to achieve this or like, I'm going to make all this money, da, da, da. But you did it at the expense of like 
showing like uh, of of literally every other area of human existence like you neglected literally everything and let it die so then once you finally reach that goal and you're like cool I have my however many million that I wanted now or cool I you know fucking whatever I don't I don't know what the hell your thing is but then you do that and then you look around and it's like well there ain't no one to share it with now is there there ain't no one to pass it down to now, is there? So what the fuck is the point of having it? Like, yeah, because you know how many people I know are rich as fucking miserable? I mean, come on. So that should tell you right there that, there that I, I mean, though you do need money to live and your money, or excuse me, your life will be a fucking shit show. You know, if, if, if you don't have enough of it, you gotta, you know, it's, it's important. You know, like you, you do need it to survive in the matrix, but... It doesn't need to be, it, it shouldn't be the fucking literal, like, most important end-all, be-all crown jewel of your existence. Because it's not actually a real thing. Like, it's like, yeah, we're all here, like, playing this game in this matrix, and you need money to do it. So it's like, okay, play the fucking game. Like, do what you need to do with the, with the fucking money. But, that sh- but, like, also don't forget to do and experience and show up for literally all of the other things because that list is, it can be endless, you know, if you're really open. But um, don't, but you will, that's what death teaches is that the most important thing is people. That's the most important thing. It's people and it's how we treated them. It's, 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 how, it's, it's what we leave when we go. You know, um, and in the form of legacy, uh, it's how we affected the lives around us. It's how how deeply we loved, how deeply we shared, how deeply we showed up. You know, what did we do for others? You know, that's what fucking matters. That's what matters. That's what death will teach. And death will teach that above all the spin in your life, of all the things that stress you out, my God, can those things, I swear to God, they're put there by the, by design. And this is something I talk about in my, in the album where I talk about, you know, how, you know, about Dylan's death and about how we had a love so fucking rare and we lost it essentially to, you know, what I would, what I would call fool's gold in this world. Um, it's like, cause if you look at what, what, you know, the road we were going down and what, what caused the passing and, you know, like that whole, that whole fucking, that whole situation. It's like, man, we didn't know that the thing that the human heart is always looking for. I mean, it was right in front of our fucking face the whole time. We didn't even see it. We didn't even see it because we're trained to recognize it in other forms, which are very deceptive and always fleeting, which keeps you in a constant state of chase, which makes you the ultimate consumer for life. See how that shit works? So it's like you could have somebody in your life that is priceless, their presence is priceless, the love that they give, their presence, their soul, their spirit is, will, is something that would be more fulfilling to experience and share a journey with than literally any dollar amount or any creature comfort you could ever fucking acquire. And it's right there for free in front of you, but you don't notice it because it doesn't have a price tag on it. And we've been trained to like literally give things the value of like what we paid them for them. You know what I mean? Sometimes we, sometimes we don't, but, but that, that's, that's a big fucking thing. 
is, you know, the shit that you get for free, like we are, we can get pretty callous and numb to, but like, oh, God forbid some broad spends $700 on a fucking handbag. Like she's not going to stop posting or talking about that for a fucking year. So, um, you know, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee here. So, you know, I went off on a few things, but today, ugh, God, waking up fucking hurt. Um, you know how that is, just, you know, when heavy emotional shit happens, like you wake up and it's all just, ugh, like just a ball of fucking pain in your stomach. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, um, continue not, not fucking using nicotine. I'm on, I think it's, I think this is, I think this is day five. What the fuck? I, Tuesday was day one. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, okay, today's day five. So I'm gonna continue with no nicotine. I'm gonna, um, go to a meeting and meet up with a friend later today. Um, I'm, I did this podcast. This is, like, part of honoring Shane, um, I will tend to my spiritual practice. I'll tend to my, my physical, my body, um, exercise, uh, nourish it, you know. Um, and uh, I already wrote some music, you know, last night when I was kind of processing this. So um, maybe I'll record a little something too. And uh, then I'm going to go and get myself a new external hard drive so I can build my set for uh, SRF. There's just, just those things. Cause I got a text this morning and then the person was, this is from my mom. Actually, she was like, I'm so sorry. You know, cause she knew Shane. Uh, she's like, I'm so fucking sorry. And she's like, and she's, she's aware, you know, of like who has been dying, you know, that's been in my life. And that's also been part of her life too. She's very well aware, um, of what's been going on. And so she was just like, look, like, you need to do something like she's, she's a Sicilian woman. She's going to, she's going to give you advice whether you ask for it or not. Cause I just woke up to this. She's like, you need to do, <laughs> you need to do something today that is joyful and like is celebrating your life and you know, da 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 like do something that makes you happy. And that makes me like almost want to cry just thinking about it. But it's like, you know, she's right. And that's also a really good way to commemorate someone. So that's why I just brought up like, okay, what am I going to do today? Because if I think what would Shane want me to do and the, how hard Shane went for me when I would fucking, you know, just, I was a mess, but I was still reaching for my fucking goals and dreams and I was just crawling. And for a minute, dude, Shane would be the only motherfucker that like really gave a, gave a shit about my music. Like, really, I mean, he was a fucking, he was a supporter and cheerleader for anything I was getting into. I fucking, you know, like always, that, that was who he was. And, and so, um, like he always wanted the best for everybody. Oh, like truly, truly like got joy from that. Like wanted that truly, truly, truly. I mean, that was a fucking, my God, incredible, incredible soul. So what a gift, what a, what a, what a gift that we got to love him and be and be and have him be in our lives. And what a gift that, that his memory and spirit live on forever, forever in us. What a gift because it's like, now we got that energy too. It's like, Oh yeah. Like remember how Shane lived? Like if I compare how I've been living recently to like how Shane lived and Shane's mentality, I'm like, "Mm, I could have been doing it a lot better. Let's, let's take a lesson from Shane here. Let's start living a little more like Shane did. 
And that's, that's, that's one of my biggest takeaways, you know, and that's, I can't think of a better legacy to leave than that. Like to whoever's struggling when you go, they get to look at your life example and like what you showed them and how you treated them. And all of a sudden things make more sense to them and their load is lightened just because they fucking have your memory and can be like, okay, I feel like I have a little bit of a guide of like how to, how to get through this or how to live. I feel like I have a little bit of a guide because of their example that they left on this earth of how to get through the, the painful times that I'm currently navigating. That's what Shane did. That's what he's doing right now. So yes, today will be a day where, where I, where I, if I think about, if I think about what would Shane want me to do? Okay. Well, Shane would damn sure want me to be taking care of myself. So would he want me to be making sure I'm eating? Yes. Would he want me to be speaking my truth? Like doing this? Yes. Would he want me to go to a meeting, take care of my recovery, meet with another woman who's a comrade in recovery? Absolutely. A yes. Would he want me to also tend to my music and, and still keep going with that and like get ready for get ready to share it with people? Are you kidding me? Yes. So it's like, yeah, stay on that. Stay on that shit because there, what, what he would not want is for me to just stop everything and fall apart. That's, that's, what, that's the one thing he would not want. What he would not want is for me to be like, is for me to act out in any kind of destructive way. What he would not want is for me to uh, pick up some nicotine again. He would not want that, you know? So it's like, I'm going to stay on that path 100%. Like, cause that, I'll be honest, that crossed my mind last night. At first I was like, wait, how am I going to not, how am I going <laughs> to, what? Like, how am I going to not, you know, drive to the store right now? Um, and then it's like, okay, don't just fucking don't, don't. That's not going to make anything better. It's, it's not. It's just going to make things shitty. Um, just don't. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. No, I'm, I, I know that Shane would not want me to do that shit. But yeah, that's, that's your first instinct when you're four days into a fucking nicotine withdrawal. When you've been fucking using nicotine for 18 years. Um, uh, you know, smoking cigarettes, fucking vape. I don't give a fuck. Uh, nah, he wouldn't want that. He wouldn't want that. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to live in his honor. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to, in the circumstances where I wish I could reach out to an individual and maybe that relationship is, uh, what's the word for those, uh, fucking got torched with a flamethrower. I don't know that. Um, where it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, there's some shit that's unsaid that needs to be expressed, but but sometimes people are, sometimes the motherfucker doesn't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? And so sometimes you, you can't just like go approach somebody and be like, da, da, da. Cause it's like that person, you don't know what process that person's having. Uh, but not everybody is going to want to, you know, talk to you or whatever. Like if you guys had a falling out. So like, sometimes you got to wait to like, you know, and the, you get, sometimes you just got to wait. You just know that right now is, is not an appropriate time to try to talk to that person. So, so on that end, you know, I pray for guidance in that area or for, or for, you know, if any action is to be taken, make that clear. If inaction is to be taken, please make that clear as well. And, you know, and do what you can do and figure out what it is you're supposed to focus on. And all you can do if you're, if you can't contact that person directly is, you know, like you can pray for them, you can send them energy, you can do whatever, you know, whatever your practice is, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do when you can't have direct communication 
But it's like, okay, do that and make sure that you have forgiveness in your heart for them and clear that energy. And so that, so that way, when, when the time comes, when you can have a conversation with that person, you know, if, if it comes, like at least you'll have the energetic space to, to appropriately hold space for that shit. And it's not going to be, you know, jaded, like make sure that you're, you've emptied out and processed your own fucking feelings and anger and like confusion and whatever, you know, whatever caused the, the incident to begin with, like just get, get that handled, you know, and then usually the universe will swoop through on the, the, you know, the other end of that situation, AKA the shit that you can't control. So that, and then with everybody else, make sure motherfuckers know you love them. Make sure motherfuckers know you're caring about them and you're thinking about them. Like, Stop, take a second, think about everyone who's in your fucking life and you tell them today that you love them. And I'm going to do that today too. So this, so yeah, I'm going to honor my sobriety. I'm going to honor my health physically and mentally. I'm going to honor the people and relationships and love I have in my life. I'm going to honor my spirituality. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking honor my music. I'm going to fucking honor my life and my soul's mission on this earth um, I am going to live and have a smile on my face. And in, and in by doing that, I honor Shane because that is a hundred percent how Shane would want me to be living. I fucking like, I love that motherfucker, dude. I re- I really do. I am so grateful for the memories and the pictures. And like, I can't, I, I like, I just, I mean, yeah, I'm just so grateful for that person. I really am. That is the kind of legacy that we should be leaving, you guys. It really is. Like, Shane is the best example, and I'm sure there will be much more being said. This is my first time, like, talking about it. Um, but, you know, um, if, if you're linked with me on fucking socials or whatever, you'll, you, I mean, like, in time, not, not right this minute, because, you know, it just fucking happened. Um, and, like... You you know, we're still in, like, the process is still unfolding. We're still still trying to figure out what the fuck exactly happened. You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, when the time comes to, you know, for everybody to share their memories and share their testimonies of how he affected them and share their pictures, like, that's my, like, I, like, that is something that I find really connects me to the spirit of whoever we just, whoever just crossed over is, is looking through all the pictures, all the memories, seeing that light in their eyes, remembering everything and everybody getting to just share their memories and their stories. And, you know, it brings people together and it's, it's a way to kind of, to really fan the flames of that, that now crossed over person's energy. So, so my point being, if, if you're linked with me on socials, you will likely be seeing insane amounts of pictures, um, and I can't wait to print those out and to create a space on my altar for him as well. Um, because, uh, you know, this is why I'm not afraid to die. Because the people I got on my altar right now are like the best people I've ever fucking known, you know, and they've all crossed over. And and now it's like now when another one goes, it's like I can pray and be like, OK, you guys like keep an eye out because like this person's coming or whatever. Like, just, you know, but it's like all y'all are, it's like, that's why I'm not afraid, dude. Look at all the people who have gone before me. Look at that. Look at that shit. You know, come on. Like, like there is no way it's worse on that side. There's no way. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm of course, I'm not going to take myself out, like, because fuck that. Like, I don't know if I'm going to even end up wherever the fuck they are if I do that. So I ain't doing that. That's, and that's my personal belief. Like, I'm, I'm just not. Like, I've, you know, I have experiences in my life when I was younger where I attempted to multiple times. Um, so I'm very familiar with what it's like to be in that space. But, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, you know, and whatever does end up being the thing that, that, you know, ends my time here, that's okay. Like, it's like, you know, I fight to survive and fight for myself and fight for others while I'm here and fight for a mission. But man, when it's time to go though, like I'm not fighting the fucking reaper. No, like I'm not because like that, like whatever it is, it's not scary. And like, that's where you know, so many people that I loved are now. It's like the the spirit team that we have on the other side of the veil is so strong and so potent and so beautiful and and people I love so much that it's like I'm not fi- I'm not fucking resisting that. You fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> nah. Um, there's some good folks over there, you know. So we're gonna we're gonna be all right. What we gotta worry not worry about, but what we gotta concern ourselves with now is. You know, if, if I'm, if I have that attitude toward, you know, crossing over and the other side and being like, you know, with, with who's there, man, that's, that's going to be perfect. That's, that's just fine. I'm not worried about that at all. Um, we should probably work, work on making this side of the veil a little more like that as well. Um, because for most people I know it's truly not. So, and that's on us. That is our fucking choice. That, like, we, with, with every action or inaction, which is also an action, that we take, we are weaving the fabric of this reality, of this narrative, of this experience, this collective and individual one that we're all having in real time. We're doing that all the time, whether we're conscious or not. And it's the ones on airplane mode and, and on autopilot that are, you know, really, which is the, the majority of people. And can often even be me. That's the shit. That's what really fucks shit up. That's when you start missing, missing what matters, missing why we're here and, you know, creating like environments that are just so fucking, you know, they just really don't really aren't healthy for people's spirits, which is why we see so much problems with things like, you know, fractured relationships, uh, just assholes, you know, all over the place. Fucking, uh, you know, crazy high crime rates, uh, really high addiction rates, really high suicide rates, high homicide rates. Like, that's why you see all this stupid shit, you know. So we got to work to make this place better. And, you know, everyone's in different stages of their journey. um, And everyone has different things to offer. And that looks different for everyone. But ultimately, at the core, it really doesn't. It really is about love. It really is. People don't like hearing that shit. Fucking okay, cool. Um, Learn it the hard way then. Go ahead and do that. And I hope that when that lesson comes and it does digest for you, that you're not like already at the end of your fucking stay on this fucking, on this ride. All right. Don't do that. Don't be that. Because it is true. Some people never get it. Never fucking die salty. You know what I mean? And not that I'm saying someone do that. I'm saying that's what they do. They die like that. You don't want to do that. Don't do that. You don't have to. You don't have to. And if you don't know how to not, ask someone who, who, who has what you want. As for, and I don't mean material-wise. I mean, like, their mentality. Start there. Um, but ultimately, yeah, the way, that we, the way that we treat ourselves and relate with ourselves and perceive ourselves... 
is going to be a direct reflection of the way that we relate with, treat, and perceive others um, and how we navigate those relationships. So it does have to start with us, but not in the fucking narcissistic, I'm going to put on my blinders and go into hermit mode and just navel gaze for like five fucking years. No, that's escapism. You're also still hiding. Stop. That's there's nothing spiritual about that, in my opinion, like really, truly. I'm not saying like going like getting some time to clear your mind and be in silence or solitude with yourself isn't necessary. I'm saying like the people that you know who I'm talking about, the people that are like, oh, I'm just like the, the ones that are endlessly needing to work on themselves. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, we do need to work on ourselves, but we also still need to participate in life and show up. And that's like a big way that the work gets done too. That's like being in college or high school or just school like forever and never actually doing the thing that you were studying doing. Does that make sense? That is like being a perpetual like information gatherer and researcher, but somebody who literally never applies it or does anything with it. And everybody knows, right? You learn things much more. They sink in and become real when you apply them and do them and have real world experience with them. Not when you read about it in a book or hear about it or contemplate it or imagine it, but when you actually know what it's like to fucking do it. So that's why, that, that's why I say that is there's nothing spiritual about like trying to cut your fucking energetic cord to the whole fucking planet and go into hermit mode indefinitely for the name of I'm so spiritual because a big part of spiritual realization and development, yo, how can your spirit fucking like fully recognize its vastness without its ability to recognize itself and all the other little microcosm spirits we call humans around us. Just think about it, you know, something to, something to think about how the fuck could you possibly get the whole picture? How could you possibly get the whole experience? And why would you deny yourself and others that why? Well, people do it because they're scared. That's why. But I think it's I think it's time to stop being fucking scared of like stupid shit, like like or you know what? Scratch that. Be scared, but stop letting that be an excuse to not fucking show up to life like fully with all your energy in that moment. Like there you are. If you are around other people, you are with those people. You're not fucking checked out looking for ways to. Be someone else, camouflage yourself, chameleon yourself, fucking be on your phone all the time, not be, you know, no, 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 that, no, let's not. Once again, take some lessons from the Reaper. Once again, you know, we focus on, like, I, I honor the spirit of Shayna Trushi and, uh, and everybody who has, uh, walked the road with Shane, everybody. Because I've walked this, I've walked this without the road with a, with a lot of you motherfuckers too. You know what I mean? So I honor all of us, you know. And uh, it, it's it's you know if somebody's got to die, you know, I, I mean it's 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 good when um, this is the type of legacy they leave. That's it's you know that's something to be grateful for. Is what I'm trying to say. It's something to be grateful for that we got to know him. 
It's something to be grateful for that we forever have his example as a reference manual and how to do this fucking thing we call life. Forever we have that shit. I don't know why death does that so much better than life, but man, when, when you go and you're dead and you're, you become immortalized in, your, in what, you, what you did and, and in your memory and you kind of take on a new life form in the minds of others that knew you, it's, it's very strange. But, um, but yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to live in that name and yeah, that just, you know, I'm going to do the things. And, uh, I just wanted to share that basically that if there's any call to action I could make toward humanity right now, it is let's, let's try to fucking let our guards down and, and show up for each other and ourselves in a authentic present genuine way like let's let's really remember why we are doing the things that we do let's really remember our true nature remember why we came here remember what the point of this whole fucking thing is let's really try to come back to each other because that is where the real golden importance is that is where you know the joining of spirits to make one much larger you know, force occurs, you know, it's, we are very important, all of us to each other. So let's really fucking remember that shit and stop looking at, you know, looking at people like their background characters in our movie, in our head, you know, and really like, really understand the interconnected, seek to understand the interconnectedness and interdependence web that we are all invisibly, but energetically like little cords just tied to each other in this fucking web we're all connected all of us so let's pay some homage to that that's my broadcast all right so uh i think i'm gonna try to release this today um i hope it reaches somebody that benefits from hearing it and with that, my name is Testimona. This is the Great Silencing Podcast. This episode is done in honor of the life of Shane Atrushi. Um, and I guess I will end with that. Much love to everyone. And I will speak with you again soon. Tell people that you love, that you love them. It costs nothing. <laughs>